Welcome back to the Contemplative Corazón with Julie Calderon, Mujer Evolving. You're listening to Season 2, Fellow Travelers. Thank you for rejoining the Contemplative Corazón. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 1, Travel Companions. Hello, fellow travelers. It is wonderful to be back for Season 2 of the Contemplative Corazón. I want to open Season 2, fellow travelers, in two ways. I want to discuss the inspiration and theme for the season, And I also want to share a story about the current church season. So as I've shared in season one, I am a practicing Catholic. As our Muslim brothers and sisters are celebrating Ramadan, Catholics have recently celebrated Lent and Holy Week, which culminated this past weekend in Easter. So like Ramadan, Lent is a season of fasting, not only from food, but from bad habits and ways of thinking that could cloud us from becoming our best selves. So I'll be sharing a Lenten story that relates to our season two theme. So when people think about contemplative practices or contemplation, they likely think of it as solitary. I think I did as well. If you were with me for season one and you listened to the majority of the episodes, you might have noticed that my most cherished contemplative experiences were spent in community. For example, episode five, Class Reunion, was a reunion, and the very first time I hosted guests, with my chapter of the Legion of Mary. So it was an opportunity for me to gather with these women who were such a huge part of my life to reminisce on the experiences and gifts that we gained from participating in that spiritual community. Uh, The episodes The Gift of Retreat and Listening to the Heartbeat both show that while retreats are about moving away from the world, you move away from the world while in community. Most of the time, you're going to be at a convent or a monastery or retreat center with other people. Episode 9, Listening to the Heartbeat, went into detail about a retreat I did with Father Ron Rollheiser. It was wonderful to be in community with him because I consider him a spiritual mentor and an inspiration. And of course, I felt gratitude for the sisters who hosted us at the Santa Sabina Center. I think it's important to remember that the contemplative life, at least for Christians, came about in community. But that goes beyond Christianity. Convents and monasteries of all faiths are communities. So when we explore the contemplative side of our heart and soul, it is beneficial to do so with others. During season two, fellow travelers, I will invite people who are special in my life, people I know to talk about their own busy lives and the place of contemplation in bringing them peace, stability, and wholeness of heart. On the practical side, I'd have to say that a solo cast is challenging and it is solitary. So as I shared in season one, I really want the Contemplative Corazon to be about sharing. Now I want to give the opportunity for others to share their wisdom with me, but also with you, my listeners. I have walked with these people in my professional career, as members of my dance community, and as friends. It will be an opportunity to hear different voices and perspectives on the gift of contemplation. 
And that will hopefully set the stage for me to host other guest interviews in upcoming seasons of this podcast. I now want to share one of my favorite Lenten experiences, which highlights the theme of community. So I wanna start by giving you a disclaimer. A lot of people have been mystified by my um, love for Lent. You know, Lent is often presented as a very somber season. And while this podcast isn't going to delve too deeply into uh, the Catholic aspects of Lent, I, I do wanna say that it is a prime season for contemplation, but this isn't a story about contemplative practices per se. So just hang in there with me and I will try to make the connection to the season's theme. So this is a story that takes place on Palm Sunday and I wanna give you a little bit of context as I've done in previous season about um, what, what that all means because I know that not everybody who's listening is, is a practicing Catholic. So let me give you some context. Palm Sunday begins the transition between Lent and Easter and it is the first day of Holy Week. So on Palm Sunday, we commemorate uh, the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem as the culmination of his public ministry. He is greeted warmly. However, by the end of the week, that has gone horribly awry and he has been executed as a criminal. So it is a celebration, but is a solemn celebration. It is also one of the longest masses of the church year due to the multiple readings. So it is a unique mass in that it uh, opens a little differently than usual. The mass opens with the gospel reading of the story of the entrance into Jerusalem. And usually there's a procession of the parishioners into the church with palms in honor of that original entrance into Jerusalem. We then continue as we usually do with the first and second readings. And then the gospel reading is the gospel reading of Christ's passion. So this is taken from any of the four gospels, John, Luke, Matthew, or Mark, it changes by year. And it is often read as a reader's theater with the priest and other lectors playing various roles. Pre-pandemic, like many lectors, I like to participate in the reading of the Passion. It is a much more interactive experience. It is, uh, for all intents and purposes, still a very dramatic and moving story, even though it may be super familiar to us. It's, you know, well-written. And I had been chosen as one of the lectors on this particular Sunday a few years ago. It was a late Saturday afternoon in spring. And we had gotten through the first readings and we're about to begin the Passion. So as we began, I heard a bizarre sound. It sounded like wind and yet it sounded very rhythmic. And I couldn't tell if it was a fan or something else, but it got louder and more intense. It was building on itself. And I started to become nervous. I literally had the thought Lord, is, is this God? I thought for a few moments that I might be hearing the voice or the breath of God. I froze. I felt the blood rushing through me. I thought I might faint. I looked up and a massive German shepherd was walking down the center aisle of the church towards the altar. And he was panting very loudly. 
everyone was taken aback by the sight of this large dog coming to us. Uh, some people got up and eventually shoot him out. So those of us who were on the altar, the priest and the, another lector and myself, we were all rattled, but the show must go on even in church. We could not break character. So kind of took a deep breath and continued with the reading. I wanted to stay focused, but um, that was very difficult because I was trying very hard not to think about what had just happened. And I mean, even just the basic question, why is there a big dog in church? But, you know, I had to kind of reel myself back in and we went on. We were at a section of the reading where I was playing the role of Pontius Pilate. It's a very dramatic scene and I'd been looking forward to it. I had practiced it. And of course, that was when the dog entered the church a second time. And at that point, I really wanted to laugh. And I could tell that my fellow lector was struggling to keep his composure. We made eye contact at one point. And I thought any minute now, we're both going to just start cracking up here on the altar. And I could see that one of the sisters, the most serious one, of course, was floored by this. You know, she was just apoplectic at this. And the dog eventually went on his way out one of the side doors. But I have been thinking about that dog ever since. You know, Palm Sunday has forever been changed because I will always be thinking about this dog. You know, and it was a communal moment, right? I was in community with the pastor, the sisters, the entire parish, my daughter. You know, she had several questions for me when I went back to my regular seat. And she admitted that she had also wanted to laugh. Uh, I came home and I told the story to my partner eventually told my parents, my brother. I even told that story when we were camping uh, with our, I call them family, but they're like our college friends. We went uh, camping and I told the story. And so that dog forever changed Lent for me. And you're probably wondering, why am I talking about a dog coming into church in a story about, uh, you know, companions on the contemplative journey. Well, I mean, the dog was a fellow traveler, right? He showed up, he made his way into the church and granted, maybe he was lured in because he heard people, smelled people, what have you. But there was something very special about his presence that day. And I joke that dog spelled backwards is God. And I, I have shared with others that in that moment, I really did think that I might be hearing God. But in that moment of community celebration of honoring our faith, this event happened and it illustrated the unpredictability of life. But I think it also reminded us that we get very caught up in tradition and ritual and we kind of lose the meaning of it all. So certain things have to happen for us to come out of ourselves and for us to reflect. I've attended Palm Sunday for as long as I can remember, but that dog, has made Palm Sunday so important again and so real for me. That moment woke me again. Now, it wasn't a contemplative moment, but it led me to contemplate my faith. I had a moment in which I believed God was talking to me. Perhaps he was. I have continued to ponder that experience. I'm grateful for it. You know, these things come into our path and they lead us to reflect and question. And that's at the heart of the contemplative experience and one that touched my corazón. So with that, I would like to thank you so much for joining me for season two. If you are a Christian or Catholic, happy Easter. And of course, happy Easter for our Greek Orthodox brothers and sisters I'll be celebrating soon. For our Muslim brothers and sisters, Ramadan Murak, 
I hope you will join me next time to meet one of our special guests. I wish you peace. De deseo paz. Muchísimas gracias for supporting The Contemplative Corazón with Julie Calderón, Mujer Evolving. Please follow me on Instagram at Mujer Evolving. You can find show notes at MujerEvolving.com under the Contemplative Corazón tab where you can find links and other content. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Gracias por su apoyo. Thanks for the support. I wish you peace. Te deseo paz.